joining us now. Love it when Mac comes on. Stephen always uh, saves his best music for uh, Mac Rhodes. Mac, what are are you a? It's great to have you back, by the way. Are you a classic rock? Like, if you ever in your office just have a moment to relax or need a little music, um, I would say I don't think you're a Dave Matthews guy. Would you go all the way? Did you ever have like a thrasher time in your life, or were you? Where, where, what was your what was your, kind of your go to? Yeah, I, I, so one, I enjoy all types of music, but if I had to pick one band to listen to, it it'd be the Eagles, and I I would listen to them over and over and over again. So that that would be my group. All right, I have seen the Eagles in concert. What was uh, the? I mean, this is kind of like asking you to rank your favorite children, but your is there a uh, is there a favorite uh, Eagles song? Which one? Uh, Hotel California is uh, easy, you know. Uh, which one? Uh, which one uh, stands out to you? Well, there there's a bunch of them, but probably my my favorite would be "Take It to the Limits." Randy Meisner singing vocals on that. Um, it's pretty special. So probably my favorite. All right. We'll, that'll become your uh, the music that you come on to when you maybe that <laughs> we'll just that'll be your intro music. Um, but uh, well, listen, congratulations! Great to have you back on. A lot has happened since we last talked, but uh, uh, champions uh, in men's and women's basketball. It never gets old. Women do it every year, and you never want to take that for granted. And I know you don't. Uh, 11 in a row, but the men, obviously Kansas has uh, controlled this conference for many, many years, and the men doing this, and of course it's been just a crazy year for everyone, but still, no matter what, it just is an amazing uh, accomplishment when you factor in the history and everything that comes with it. I, I got uh, you know, it has to be a, a kind of a remarkable feeling to to, to do this, to have both programs, Mac, do it. So congratulations to you. How does it, uh, how does that feel? Well, it, one, it feels, it feels terrific. It feels great, obviously. And I'm, I'm, uh, I'm so happy for our fans. I know it, it feels the same for, for them, but, uh, just proud of, proud of our coaching staffs, right? Both Kim and Scott and, uh, and our student athletes and, uh, just, uh, you know, special to, to think about, you know, uh, both your programs winning, winning regular season conference championships. I think, um, in, in the Big 12, um, it's been maybe 23 years since somebody has done that. So it's been a, been quite a, quite a long time. And, um, as you mentioned, you know, 11 consecutive re- regular season titles, um, for women's basketball, the, the longest active streak, uh, in the NCAA. And I think it's tied for fifth, for fifth. And so, um, you know this to win one is really really hard to to win 11 in a row and and um uh to have that type of of consistency on top is is amazing and you know you think about just the the elite programs the I'll use the word dynasty you know the UCLA's the the New England Patriots right and um mm-hmm. very very similar and uh and then you know, let's think back what 18 years ago and, uh, and where the men's basketball program was and just the, the unbelievable job that, that coach Drew and his staff has, has done and, and to be able to, to win a, a conference championship, you know, the, the first, uh, in 71, one years, the, the first outright in, in 73 years. And, um, 
man, just, just phenomenal. And, um, I can say that that West Virginia game, um, holy cow, one of the, one of the better, um, college basketball games that, uh, that I've watched and, uh, just for our kids to have that, that type of fortitude, you know, coming off COVID, uh, I was worried when it, when it went into overtime, certainly thought that was a, a big disadvantage for us. Just, just knowing that we were still working our way back into basketball shape, all of those things. But, uh, but our kids found a way. So again, just really, really proud of, uh, proud of both programs. Well, talking to Mac Rhodes, Baylor director of athletics, where were you in 2003? I'll tell you where I was. I was covering that scandal for the, for the Dallas morning news. And so that was a, a, a crazy time. And people thought Scott drew was really nuts for, for taking that job at the time. So where, which, uh, which, which of your stops was it, uh, was that UTEP? Where were you in 2003? You, you nailed it. I was at, uh, I was at UTEP and, you know, I believe we had hired Billy Gillespie to, to, uh, to run the basketball program there. And, uh, but that's where, that's where I was. And, and I remember, I remember the, the Baylor, the Baylor story and, and just, and, you know, just cringing that, wow, you know, how, how does, how does that happen? And, um, and for, for somebody, right, to, uh, to come in and, and have a vision like like Scott did right for this program, um, and uh, just put the the number of years and just continuing to work at it, work at it, work at it, um, and and then finally to to end up as as conference champions, um, man, amazing, just a, a great job, and uh, and again, um, continued continued great job by by Kim as well. So you were, uh, as I recall, at that point, you were. That was one of the things under your guys uh, uh, was men's basketball at UTEP. So you got a young Billy Clyde Gillespie, who had been on the Baylor coaching staff at some point a few years, I think, before that. And uh, what what was a what was a young Billy Clyde like? I, I would imagine that was a lot of fun. I, everybody knows Billy ended up going through a lot of stuff, and he's back coaching again, which is we had him on. Uh, recently, back at Tarleton, so it's been a, a wild ride, obviously for Billy. But what was? I, I just can't imagine what that was like. Uh, what, what was that? <laughs> I'm sure there was some fun moments. And I'm sure there were some uh, uh, cringing moments. I, I think just to to surmise, um, mostly mostly really good moments. And um, you know, Billy at the time when we hired him was an assistant coach for Bill Self. They were at they were at Illinois and we, we actually made the change two weeks before the season started. And so when we were going through the search process, we were able to go to a practice and, and watch him in, in practice. But, um, he was, uh, he was like one of those Colts that you're, that you're trying to break. Right. And, um, did a, obviously did a, did a phenomenal job at, at UTEP. I think first, first year we won six and, and the next year we won one twenty eight. So, um, it was, uh, it was a fun time for UTEP, for sure. You know, that is, talking to Mac Rhodes, Baylor Director of Athletics, when you look at your bio, um, you know, obviously you became an AD, you had a, you go to Akron, and and that's where, you, I mean, it really is interesting, Mac. I mean, football drives everything, we all know that, but you, that's in your DNA. I mean, you're, the way you were brought up, uh, Arizona, Underground. I mean that uh, loot and the whole thing. I mean that, that is a um, uh, basketball is in your blood. So it does seem 
appropriate that uh, you have uh, uh, now, you know, obviously Baylor had success before you got there, but now they have the ultimate success of both programs. Um, wh- what is, I mean, what is it about hoops that just kind of is in your blood and, and why is it uh, been so important to you over the years? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, I, I love them both. I love both football and, and, and basketball. Um, you know, and I've, I don't know when, when I think about how many head football coaches versus head basketball coaches I've hired, it's, it's probably equal, but you know, I've, I've always had a, a love for basketball. As you mentioned, I've been at basketball schools. When you think about UTEP and the great name, Don Haskins, the, the late Don Haskins, the Hall of Famer, the, the Iba tree, and, and uh, got to be very, very close with, with Coach. Um, learned so much from him. You know, I was at Marquette. Marquette, again, another, you know, basketball school. Um, you know, and then, you know, Houston, and you think about Five Slamma Jamma and, and Guy Lewis. And uh, so just been at a, at, a, at a lot of really, really good places uh, really, really good basketball, basketball in institutions. Uh, I've got great, great passion for the, for the game and, um, just been around a really a lot of, a lot of great people. And then, you know, to, to land here at, at Baylor where, um, you not just have one, but you have both, both your men's and women's programs just at, at an elite level, uh, great coaches, um, Again, I just I've been blessed to be around a, a lot of really really good people. Yeah, I'm almost. I don't know if we should go back to in person recruiting. By the way, uh, now the, the women <laughs> obviously have been recruiting great forever. But basketball, you know, we're known kind of as developmental. You, but this incoming class that they that most of these kids have never been to campus, Mac. It's like the number three or four recruiting class in the country so it is kind of funny how that works I mean I, I I love our campus and I think the kids will enjoy it when they come but isn't that interesting that you you may have one of the greatest classes in Baylor history and these kids have never come to campus so I I don't mean that as that sounds kind of a backwards type compliment or something but I I, I think that speaks to our coaches and uh, the coaching staff and, and what they're able to convey uh, when you just kind of have a person-to-person type relationship, and and you have to do that virtually. Well, you know what, it, it, Matt, it's a great point, and um, and I could talk about this specific topic for forever. But um, you know, we 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 talk about winning with people, right, all the time, and and we know that that facilities you know, resources, recruiting budgets, you know, gear, all of those things are, are, are certainly an important piece of, of recruiting. But, but at the end of the day, it's, it's really about people. And I think because we haven't been able to have, you know, official, unofficial visits, right, our people have really stood out, right? And it's been less about um, – the, the ancillary things, right? Like I said, the, the locker rooms and the weight rooms and, and the gear and the load, but it's, it's been more about just forming relationships and, and, and interacting with, with people. And, um, and I say this in a really, really humble way, but, but I'll take our, our people over, over and er, everyone, right? Um, I just think we've got, got great people. We're, we're, we're certainly, and I, I say this often, we're not perfect, but, um, but we've got some really, really special people and um and i think because some of those other things were eliminated it it really uh made you made you focus and um and i also think that 
you, you got to a deeper level in terms of just getting to, to really know the the student athletes that that you were recruiting and and vice versa that the student athletes had the opportunity to get to get to know the the coaches at a deeper level so it's been it's been really good for Baylor uh, you know Scott obviously has done a great job and and uh, Coach Aranda has done a great job and uh, Kim continues to do a great job all of our sport sport programs so again I, I think it uh, it aligned with our strengths um, which. Uh, is has been people and and will always be people. All right, in the in the basketball pavilion, uh, if uh, if the Bears go ahead and win like double national titles, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I mean they're they're going to be in the running. We would take one, two would be seems like we're getting a little greedy, but I mean I I, I I'm halfway serious about this though. Obviously they have a chance. Would that would something like that? jump start the i mean everything's been pushed back i'm sure a little bit by all the pandemic and my gosh y'all had to cut cost and it's been crazy i'm the revenue changed so the whole timetable i would assume has been pushed back on the pavilion is there any sense that and i you know you hate to put that kind of pressure and go hey by the way guys if y'all win a national title we can get this thing built by next winter but where 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 how does that all work do you think from a rep from a fundraising standpoint and all that could something like that jump start and maybe even reset the timetable a little bit yeah i mean it it certainly could um there's there's no doubt in my mind in terms of the momentum it it, it would create right we've continued to to design and you know quite frankly you know realistically the the because of covid um it's it's put, you know, a 12 month pause. Right. And so, um, you know, you're now, uh, when you thought you were going to break ground, right. Is, it's probably been, uh, extended by, by 10 to 12 months. Um, but if something like that were to happen, Matt, um, it's a great question. Uh, I think there would be, you know, a lot of momentum and, and potentially a way to, to even, you know, break ground sooner, sooner rather than later. Okay, good. I I got that down. We'll uh, yeah, that'll that'll be uh, we'll we'll get we'll kind of start uh, doing some so rain just, making. Yeah, let's just go into national championships. So how about that? <laughs> I'm gonna hold you to that. Now the uh, uh, softball, baseball. Here's what I'm, I'm I'm interested in. You you made a good statement the other day about the uh, how you you know you weren't gonna. The governor said, okay, no mask mandate, hundred percent open, and I, everybody's like, whoa, whoa, what are we doing here? Um, what do you do? You see a time, perhaps, as more and more people get we get into the spring a little bit, get into the conference schedule. Will there be like softball, baseball, for instance? Could you see it, Mac? And I know it's hard to, you just, we don't exactly know how this thing's going to go week to week. But if everything keeps going well, you see it going to like fifty to seventy-five percent attendance. I mean, I we do you think we'll probably still enforce the mask rule throughout the rest of the season where are we on on that kind of thing given what the governor came out and said yeah you know it's it's been an interesting dynamic because we're caught right in the middle right we've got you know uh probably 50 percent of our of our folks you know too conservative right we need to quit wearing masks and we need to increase you know capacity and then and then we have a, another 50% that, that think differently that, you know, we, we need to stay a course, need to stay at 25%, need to, need to, uh, you know, um, remain wearing masks, right? And so 
we'll we'll continue to to, to walk down the path alongside the university and uh, and make sure that um, you know we're we're in conjunction and, and working together. Um, you know, I think for now, as as the statement read, right, there's there's no plans of of changing, but but we also want to have you know Matt some some common sense about it, and um, as as we you know learn a little bit more, as as a little bit of time goes on, and when I say learn a little bit more, you know the vaccine and, and how many people are vaccinated, and you know are the numbers beginning to to, to go down? We'll, we'll have some, some common sense about how we we make a decision with, with baseball and, and, and softball. Um, I envision us getting to, to 75%, a hundred percent, um, with either venues. I, I do not, but you know, could we, could we get to the 50% mark? Because I think we can still do that in, in social distance and, um, and probably still wear masks. Um, we're, we're open to that, not ready to, to, to do anything like that. Um, but uh, that that certainly could could be a possibility here in the future. Is is a packed McLean Stadium uh, for one of those big home games, Texas coming in or whoever? Uh, is that a uh, is a full house in your mind? Are you is that a possibility in the fall? Are, are you? I know you're an optimistic person. Uh, I, I guess what I'm saying, you haven't ruled that out, have you? Uh, we we haven't. We sure hope so. Um, you know, we're hoping at minimum, you know, we're at a place with the pandemic um, that, that at a minimum we're at, we're at 75% and at a maximum, obviously, 100%. So we're hopeful. Um, we're going to continue to think and, and, uh, and plan and uh, plan for that, that range between the, the 75% and, and 100%. So, um, my gosh, I, I, I hope, I hope we're there and, um, we're gonna we're gonna do everything in our in our in our power, right? The things that we can control to 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 try to get there. Well, you've done a great job. Y'all y'all have been through a lot, like a lot of schools have, and and uh, this has been a, a year unlike any other. And uh, great stuff today, Mac. Always fun uh, having you on. And uh, again, congratulations on all the success. And uh, let's uh, you know, might as well go win a Big Twelve. Uh, tournament championship and then and then both teams uh go rolling into the tournament so it's going to be a lot of fun thanks for coming on hey matt and um no thank you and uh just thrilled that you're back on the air um radio and um uh is is so much better when when you're on the air and uh just thankful that uh that you're feeling better and that uh and that you're recovering you've recovered you're still in prog uh in process but uh just great to hear your voice on uh, on the air. So appreciate appreciate you and, and all your and all your support.